that the people who validated me, the people who told me I was pretty, mm. the people who told me they love me, they instilled the confidence in me. But I had to learn it's not what a person says, it's why. Mm. And just because they say they love you, do they really mean it? And I found myself, you let me know if it's just me, if you've been through this, in situations where I depended on that person to supply my fuel. Oof. Hello? Listen. Get on my head. But here's the crazy thing, boo. I'm a whole Tesla out here. I don't even need gas. I'm electric, but I'm waiting on you to feel right. How do women of color unapologetically become themselves, turn their broken pieces into a masterpiece, heal their broken inner little girl, and become the change they deserve? Listen to this podcast to get all the details and more. Hey, Makita, I want to say thank you so much for joining me on BGH Podcast today. Thank you for asking. I appreciate it very much. Not a problem. Of course, girl. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So I just want to dive right into it. I want to talk about something that I feel like every woman on this planet struggles with. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, we try to hide it and act like we don't. Mm. Or we find ourselves in a tennis match going back and forth with this. And so I want to talk about how to increase your confidence. But in order for you to increase confidence, you have to have confidence. So if you don't have confidence, then you need to listen to the previous podcast. But if you do, stay tuned because me and Keita, we're about to get into it and tell you how to increase your confidence. Let go. (laughs) Let's get it. So Keita. Do you have confidence? Yes, but I didn't always have confidence. This is like, this This yes is a recent solid yes. Mm, talk about it. Talk about it. Which, how recent are we talking? I'm going to say probably within like the last, what are we in 2021 now? Yeah. I'm going to give it like a year. You're fresh with your confidence. Yeah, like if we're talking real confidence, like the real shit, about a year, a year. Yep. Wait, hold on, hold on. What's the real shit? What's the difference between the real confidence and the fake confidence? Well, the one I had before that, which was people would people would probably would never think that I didn't have confidence based on how I carry myself. Right, the front, the the bold attitude, the um, I don't, I don't put water in my mouth to talk type of thing, but all of that, and I'm still struggling with confidence on the inside. Oh, you had your mask on. Oh, big time boo. Decorated, glitter and everything. Ooh. Oh, listen, I'm so glad that you said that because I feel like in our generation and in our culture, every woman on the ground got some form of fake confidence. Mm, say that again. Listen, I'm going to be honest. If y'all don't know, your girl just got back on social media. Because when you're on Instagram, you always see what someone else has, what someone else is doing, and they make it look good. Mm -hmm. So you question yourself. Facts, yep. That's that fake confidence that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Because if we want to be truthful, if you are 100% confident, you don't need that validation from Instagram. So all your moves aren't even being posted. 
not even validation. It's like you could see someone having a lot and not be moved by it because you know where you stand. You know what you're about. Yes, having confidence in knowing that where someone else is doesn't detour where you are or where you're going. Big facts, yeah. Mm -hmm. listen, listen, when it comes down to this confidence thing, I like to say I got a love-hate relationship with it. <laughs> I can see why. <laughs> but listen, I ain't always have a love-hate relationship. It was a hate-hate. Mm. I didn't think that confidence existed for a girl like me. Mm. And what I mean by that is a girl who had been through so much, a girl who had been through the death of her mother, who had been through um, sexual molestation by family members. Who had Ooh, been through, touch it, touch it. Listen, who had been through being put out on the street, having to leave, live with her teacher, being in a domestic violence relationship. The list goes on and on. Your girl did not think that confidence existed for a girl like me. I felt like you either had to be born with it and keep it. Or you got to buy it. You got to buy it. Mm. Or like you said, well, I was going to say you got to fake it, but that's what happens when you buy mm -hmm. it. Because you're buying the clothes to make you feel like you're confident. That's all a part you're of the in, mask. Listen, you're in the relationship because it looked good for the gram or for the YouTube, but at behind closed doors, there's no confidence. Mm. Hmm. so now what I've come to realize when it comes down to increasing your confidence is that you know that question people always say how do I get my confidence back girl let that go you don't want your confidence back and this is what I talked about on the previous podcast to get something back is to go backwards mm. and if All your right. goal is to grow then you need to move forward so the level of confidence that you once had is not going to be the same level you didn't of you never had it exactly that's going to carry you it's new so when it comes down to increasing your confidence you got to be real that means every time you grow in life you're going to hit a point where you face a lack of confidence which is normal but the problem is, what do you do when you hit that, uh, I ain't really feeling too confident right now. Mm. I ain't really loving this girl in the mirror. Like, I keep seeing her scars and not her imperfections and realizing that they are her perfections. I think that's what, I think that part right there is one of the most um, challenging parts of gaining confidence is accepting the scars and, like, the different things, the different challenges you had throughout your life. It's not, yes. not, not everyone is able to look, okay, say for example, the list of things, and I know there's so much more that you can list that you mentioned, a lot of it I can relate to. Um, and I know for a fact, it definitely played on myself, my, my self-confidence growing up as a child. Um, for uh, Let's just say, for example, like uh, my dad not being present, um, <laughs> me having this fairy tale story in my head where it's like you know I have an older sister and she's supposed to protect and save you from things but I never had that relationship with her like the the, the people that have the titles that are supposed to be or supposed to treat you the best but didn't I should say that definitely played a part in my own confidence I always felt like I had to prove myself in every circle yeah, I entered yeah. To, to to feel like I belong or feel like I feel accepted. And once I passed that that 
and this was my own thing in my head, initiation phase, it was like, okay, I could feel a little more confident in myself now because this group accept me. That one, you know, said said good things to me or whatever the case is. And um, things like um, being sexually molested, I can relate to that on so many different levels. That in itself made me feel like, okay, maybe I'm not like everybody else who have whose lives seem like they have it well put together and they don't have to deal with these kind of things. So now I have to go out and fight to, I guess, see, I have confidence. I don't. So when you come back to having confidence or getting confidence, if you can't look back at your past and it's one of those things where you just, like it done happen already. There's nothing you can do. There's things you can do, but there's nothing you can do to make it disappear. Become one with it. It already happened. The longer you take, the longer you take to look at it like this is a scar. I'm imperfect. Nobody cares about me. I don't have as much value. Like you never get to the point where you have your own confidence. You'll always be seeking confidence and validation from outside sources, from other people, from things. So I think it has to start with accepting, hey, I have a lot of scars. I have a lot of broken pieces. And so what? That's the thing that I want to talk about. I feel like as we grow through life and we face so many adversity and experiences, it takes away the little confidence that we may build. It's like we're born into this world. We don't even know what confidence is. The only thing we know that we're existing and we're just being us. Mm. When we start to love us, things happen, like you said, child molestation, heartbreak, abandonment, addiction, that chips and chips and chips away at our confidence. So what do we do when we build confidence and then we find ourselves right back in the situation Mm. and just tearing our confidence again? I'm going to tell you the secret to that. If you find yourself back in a situation and it's tearing your confidence again, that means you never had the confidence to begin with. Because if you had the confidence, you wouldn't have been back in the same situation. And you can't tell me it's not the same situation. It just got a different name for it. So I Mm. feel like in order for you to actually make a difference and make a dent in your confidence so you don't repeat the same cycles, it's kind of what you said earlier. You have to take a roll down memory lane and heal those broken pieces Mm -hmm. because your confidence today, your lack of confidence today, I can almost guarantee you, honey, I bet everything to tell you it did not stem from what happened yesterday Mm-mm. it did not stem from what happened last year it stemmed from what happened to that broken little girl that's inside of you the thing right. is everything that keeps happening you keep associating it with oh this happened now i don't have no confidence i didn't get this job i knew i wasn't good enough oh i didn't lose this weight then i don't look good mm. or i don't look like that person on instagram or i don't have what that person has then I'm not confident, not realizing that if you actually did the work to break down your broken little girl, then you will see where your lack of confidence stem from. And when you take these out at the root, you're going to see a big difference. So my question for you is, did you ever have to go back to your roots and heal your broken little girl? <laughs> I didn't have a choice. <laughs> I honestly, did not. Dear, listen. 
I've been doing the front mask on confidence. I got my shit together for so long that it got to a point where even if I wanted to continue, I couldn't. I was tired. I got tired of pretending like I was okay. I got tired of feeling the need to be validated by other people and the people that are around me. Like I got emotionally and mentally tired. So yeah. after being so tired and realizing, okay, now, mind you, at the time, I didn't know what the answers were, what the solution was. I just know like the path that I've been on from childhood to now, the, the, the sweeping all the bullshit under the rugs and pretending like my shit don't stink, I'm okay. That path came to a halt. Like I, my body, I couldn't contain it no more. Yes. And that's when it hit me that I had in order, in order to make anything change. In order for, for, for me to, to feel better about myself or even have confidence or not look at situations under the same lens as the little broken girl that I've always been, I had to revisit that past mm. and, and not just go back and, you know, play all the memories in my head and all the scenes. It was more of I had to become one with the fact that, hey, shit happened. It happened to me. I'm scarred as fuck. I never, I am not like, I'm not one of those people that was, what's the word, not pampered or babied or, oh, no, 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 no. That's not the word. The word is protected, you know, like from certain things, like I had to experience being child molested. I had to experience feeling neglect from um, my dad. I had to experience feeling neglect from my sister and all of those things contributed to me reaching out in all the wrong places for confidence, for validation, to feel worthy. And when it didn't, when I when when you put in the extra work to to be accepted by others, the initiation phase, and you don't get the results you want, it takes you right back to that broken yes. little girl. But for some reason, for half a decade of my, not half a decade, half, more than half my life, no matter how many times I came back to that broken little girl, I got up and I went back into the same fake funk again. Yes. With the most amount of strength. I'm looking now into, like now today, I'm looking back like, if I had take all that strength I had to put on the front, to put on the mask and decorate it with glitter and a smile, and actually made the effort to, to tackle the things that are from my childhood and address it head on and not pretend like it didn't happen and pretend like I have this perfect vision of me in my head when I know my shits think. Imagine where things could have been now. Not saying that I'm not grateful for where right. I am now because I'm hella freaking grateful. Because I could still, truth be told, I could still be faking the funk. I could have been. See, listen, you said you said some things that really stuck out to me. Why you said it happened to you. Let's be clear. It did not happen to you. It happened for Ooh, you. Thank and you. as long as you look at it through the lens of it happened to you, then you're being a victim. And victimhood don't work for nobody. So you have to change your perspective. You have to redefine it. Second, you said you got scars. But I think what we don't realize, even scars has a major role. Break it down, baby. The Lion King, what was his name? Scar. Mm. But he he had a major role. Every scar that you experience always has a major role in your life. You just dictate what role it's going to play. Facts. 100%. And then you say, 
you know, you had to pretend like the fake confidence. But I just feel like that is something that has been brought down to us generation after generation and it's toxic. Yes. Within yes. our culture, we always have to be the strong black woman. Because mm -hmm. if not, then we're labeled as the angry black woman, the crazy black woman. We can't speak up too much. We can't express ourselves. So we don't know where to freaking put our confidence. If our confidence mm -hmm. is too high, then we think we're better than everyone. If our confidence is too low, then we're just a statistic. Like, where do we learn that it is okay to be us without the permission of someone else. And we have to stop masking our pain, masking our feelings, because the more we try to numb it, the more we try to drink it away, the more we try to smoke it away, the only thing mm. that we're going to do is put ourselves in the same situation that Over, we once were yes. in when we were a younger little girl. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's how people get in marriages or relationships, and they're just like their Ooh. father. Mm. Because you never did the work for that. So the confidence, the little bit, the very little bit of confidence you received from your father, you're willing to accept it from another man and they can give you just a little bit more. Not mm. realizing that they're giving you the same thing that you got from your father. Facts. Something my mother told me, um, and this would be pertaining to a relationship that I was in. She said, for one you're already broken as it is. And in a sense, we're like, I've, I've had some challenging experiences. Two, it's, 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 it's us women, it's our nature to be nurturing. But what we do, especially when it comes to like relationships, is you attach yourself to someone that's more broken than you so you don't have to address or face head on your own brokenness. You're focused yeah. on trying to fix everybody else. Mm -hmm. Or you attach it to yourself to someone who's more broken so you can feel validated. You, you feel more else. whole in some sense because, okay, that person's worse off than me, so maybe I don't have it as bad. But no matter who, how broken you put yourself, circles you put yourself in, if you don't address your own brokenness head on, you will always come back to that. To square one, you will always come back. And I say that from experience, time and time again, you come back to square one. I feel like as women, too many times, we put our confidence in fixing other people. Yes. Oh, we want people to change. Or we're going to be the one to change them. And when they do, we get confident. That's how women get offended when they say, I was there for you for day one and you didn't want to have nothing. And now that you with another woman, you left me, you forgot about me. You're upset because you felt like that if you fix them, it would fix you. Mm. That's, the, that's that validation shit right there. Guys. You can't fix someone else thinking it's going to fix your problems. No, it's not, man. <laughs> it ain't. Can we talk about how confidence, people associate with confidence based off their accomplishments. People associate confidence based off their mm -hmm. accolades, based off their appearance, their physical appearance. And I'm going to be honest with you. People love to say, it's about the inside, it's about the inside, which is true. But don't get it twisted, honey, because if my hair don't look good, you won't see me. <laughs> your outer appearance does play a part of your confidence. So we don't have to fake it like, oh, you shouldn't say that. The problem becomes when your outer appearance is more important than, than your, your inner, inner appearance. Yes. Which is what we talked about on Gorilla Glue Girl, because Shani didn't have no confidence because you should have confidence not to put Gorilla Glue in your hair, knowing that you look good as you are with or without your with. edges being laid. Thank you. 
girl. Listen, what did you do to actually increase your confidence? Like, what was it for you? It's like, okay, I need to start doing this. I need to try this. Like, what was it? Um, my first, one of my first steps was making an, an honest effort to heal from my past. Um, the things that I have endured growing up as a kid, as far as, you know, being molested by multiple people, most of them were family members or family friends, so to speak, um, feeling neglected because uh, my dad chose to travel and not be a present father. Um, a lot of the things that I experienced played a major role in the confidence I had in myself. So I wasn't even focused on building my confidence. I was more focused on healing from the childhood traumas that I, childhood challenges that I experienced. Yes. That in itself unraveled into me gaining more confidence. And it's so crazy because looking back, it never once crossed my mind that the two was connected. Ooh. Like to me, confident, well, not now, but back then, to me, back then confidence was like how you look, you know, how you got the latest style, your face, your, your, what you're wearing and stuff like that. And it never occurred to me till like years into my adulthood that confidence ain't got shit to do with how the outside is. Yes, it plays a part. Yes, it's it's supposed to you should be confident, bare naked with all, with no makeup on, nothing. And then when you put your makeup on to step out, it's just like that extra oomph. It's not yes. the cake. It's the ice. Not even the icing. It's the cherry. The last, the last little drop. Everything else, the cake, the, the base, that's all you. So it's... Yeah, a, I think... Yeah. I think one thing that um, is important for women to understand is that you said you didn't work on building your confidence. You worked on healing. Mm -hmm. you're con if you're not healed, you don't have confidence. And the number one thing when it comes to healing, you do it for yourself. You don't do it for validation. Mm -hmm. You don't do it for that person to apologize. You don't do it for that person to understand it from your perspective. Because as long as you hold on to that, you know, okay, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to let go. I'm going to heal as long as they listen to me. As long as they apologize. Mm -hmm. As long as they hear my perspective. You will never do the healing. Because you're still coming from a place of brokenness. Facts. When you start to heal, it comes out of a place of, like you said, I'm tired. I can't keep faking the funk. I can't do it anymore. If I go any longer pretending to be something that I'm not, I'm going to die. And I don't mean like leave this earth die. I mean you're going to die. And you're about like to lose myself. Yeah. It's like you auditioning for The Walking Dead for free. <laughs> Where do they do that at? Shit. That is so true. Listen, I, I just, I wish women, this is why I coach. This is why I love coaching because I meet so many women, but I don't like to call them women. I like to call them my girls mm. because they introduce themselves as Brianna or Kiana, whatever they are. Mm -hmm. But I don't see that woman in front of me. I said, I see that little girl. And the people understood that all you had to do was to address that little girl help her go back and grab her up and say it's not your fault it's okay this doesn't define you this doesn't break you it's just a part of your pieces mm -hmm. girl that confidence about to come i mean 
Listen, you're going to start believing in yourself in ways that you never thought it was possible. But I mean, let's be honest. That's just the first step. True. That's truthfully the first step in increasing your confidence. I feel like the second step to increasing your confidence is doing things that scare you shitless. And I don't mean like, oh, I want to start a business, but I'm scared. No, that's cute. We're not, we're not doing the cute stuff. We're going to do the stuff that comes with the ugliness and we really got to get into it. Mm. Things like, oh, I never want to bungee jump. That's not a desire of mine. Why not? Oh, I don't like heights. Okay, we'll go do it. And I know it sounds crazy. Like, why would I go intentionally do something that I don't like? Because if you can intentionally go do something that you don't like and execute it, you can. Then what the hell is stopping you from doing something that you want to do? Facts. Big facts. Big facts here. And that lets you know that you're the problem. Because if you can do something that you're afraid of, and then it comes down to do something that you want to do and you can't do, it's you. Mm -hmm. And I think. What people don't want to accept when it comes down to confidence is that they're the problem. Hmm. That's they true. think that everything that has happened to them is the problem. The way they've been treated, the job that skipped them by, the weight they can't get off, the lack of having the ability to have kids or them being single, they think everything around them is the problem. It's the reason why they don't have confidence, but they don't realize that everything that they accept is the reason why they don't have confidence. Hmm. So when did you stop accepting from people and from yourself to increase your confidence? When did I stop accepting? What did you stop accepting? What was it that you said, I would no longer accept this from other people or from myself? Um, I stopped accepting half-assed relationships. And I'm taught, um, when I say relationships, I mean the on a general aspect. Friendship, relationship, like significant other family relationship. I stopped accepting those half-assed ones, period. Doesn't matter who, what, how long we've known each other. You, me and you carry the same blood. I don't care. What you mean by half-assed relationships? Let us know. So as someone that has carried the, the, the glitter-looking mask of confidence before, I can't not lie. I can't not lie and say that any relationship or friendship I'd had during that time was actually for me. Because if I'm being honest with myself, I picked those relationships when I wasn't looking through a clear lens. That's when I was putting on a front. So when I started making changes to heal myself from my past challenges, from my childhood traumas and so forth, it was easy for me to see the relationships that actually benefited my life. Or not just benefit in a sense where I'm getting something, it's more like add value and it's like, all right, I'll put it this way. At one point, I had friends in different categories, and I'm pretty sure most females can relate to this. You have your friends that you call when it's time to go party and drink and smoke and all these different things. And then you have your friends that um, you call to gossip. Sometimes the party friends and the gossip friends are the same, but then they're the friends that you are completely 
honest and open with, and you could sit down and communicate and they will tell you straight, okay, you need to do X, Y, Z, or they might even pray for you. Like you, you got to pick the relationships that benefit you as you make the changes you need for yourself. So uh, not not to to shame anybody's habits of life because I was once that person that always smoking and drinking and so forth. Um, when that did not that when that was no longer a priority for me, it was no longer an a, 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 an interest. I had to separate myself from those half-assed relationships because that was all they were there for. The minute I stopped smoking, the minute I stopped drinking consistently, I didn't know what kind of relationship to have with these people. Mm. There was nothing else. So the ones that that I'm I'm still close with, or the the ones that I've built now, is based on the person I'm working towards to become because it it it, it aligns. I I mean, don't get me wrong. I still talk to some of my friends that partake in different activities, and as I'm not judging, but if we didn't really have a deep relationship where we 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 felt we gave into each other, like I poured into you, you pour into me. When we remove all the partying and the drinking and the smoking and the um, picking picking dudes on rotation and all of that shit, what else do we have to maintain our friendship? So increasing your confidence came with increasing your environment. Yes. Say it again, baby, because let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm not about to be hanging with no freaking minimum, no fits. But I'm not about to be hanging with minimum wage people getting advice on how to be a millionaire, expecting me to be a millionaire. When I can hang with millionaires, get advice and receive that's that. So if I'm hanging with people who don't have confidence and I'm sitting right here, are you expecting to get it? With me, exactly. it's, it's like remember when we were talking about um, no, not gonna call no names, but it's like you're gonna take marriage advice for somebody who's single, right? How? Right, that part, that part, that part. Like when you want to increase your confidence, you have to work on your broken little girl. You have to accept responsibility, but you definitely got to change your environment. Like that, that's not option. Oh, and I will say this, I need this. I think this is one of, at least for me, for me, is a very important (laughs) point. It's. No, it's not easy to make a decision to make change. It's not easy following those steps. And a lot of times during the process, when we hit a milestone or it becomes challenging, we, we give up because we expect from ourselves to figure it out. And when we don't, it's like, shit, I can't do this. A lot of the times before I was, so right now, I would say that I am alone, but I still feel fulfilled because I don't have as much friends per se. At one point, I considered that loneliness because I, 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 there was a need. No, 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 not a need. There was a yearning feeling for it. And what helped me with that was constantly keeping an open relationship with God and praying. Yeah, I know a lot of people that have like drinking addiction, smoking addiction, and they go through hell and back trying to stop. And I'm, I'm not saying this to toot my own horn, but I literally had to pray and ask God, give me the strength not to cave. Granted, I did backslide one or two times. I'm not going to front. When I made the decision to stop doing certain things, I did backslide. But looking back, it's like, I know I couldn't do it by myself. I made a conscious, a conscious decision for change and I leaned on him 
for the sense of direction and strength. So I would definitely put prayer in there 100%. I think we as women have a way of masking our confidence or the reality of what it is. Because like you said, you don't you go through mm-hmm. it alone. And that's the reason why I created BGH gang therapy on the go. So women can stop being mm. alone. So women can have that space to be like, girl, my confidence on a zero zero right now. Somebody help me because I'm about to backslide to my mm-hmm. head. Help me now. Listen, you need that. It, it is so important for women to have that space because I feel like within our culture, the only thing that we do is tear each other down. It's always about the next woman on top. And we can't keep moving like that. It doesn't get us far at all. I think for me, and I need women to Mm -hmm. hear this, is that the scariest way and one of the biggest way that people mask their insecurities, their low self-esteem, their self-worth is with their smile. Mm. I was infamous for that. People can always tell you, I never knew that you were going through something or that you were upset or that you had a problem because you're always smiling. And I made that my excuse to what well, if I smile it can't get mm. to me if I smile it can't break me if I'm optimistic it can't define me yes, yes it can. it's gonna creep right back up and you see it in the way that you respond you see it in the way that you act you see it in your goals you see it in your aspirations but most importantly you see it in the way that you believe Ooh. yourself so if you questioning do you have confidence all I'm gonna ask you is how do you treat us because how you treat other people is a reflection of how you value yourself. Right. I'll be honest. I suffered tremendously with being in an abusive relationship. I was in an abusive relationship for two years. It was, whew, if you ain't read my blog, you need to mm. go read it. But I can remember battling with myself because I kept feeling like, I know I'm not this woman. I know I'm not the girl who tolerates this. I don't get down like that. Why am I accepting this? And I can never figure out the answer of why I stayed in an abusive relationship for so long. And I'm going to be honest with you, sis. Your girl didn't even have the strength to leave herself. The only reason why I got out of it is because he did something that got him in jail. But if it wasn't for that, there's no telling where I would be because I didn't have enough confidence within myself to know that I deserved Mm. better. You know, And I started realizing that the only reason why I accepted his physical abuse is because I had been using myself for Mm -hmm. years. And when you want to increase your confidence, you have to set boundaries. But you can't go around expecting boundaries to be set with you and other people and other relationships you have until you set boundaries within yourself. So when I began to start respecting myself and stop mentally abusing myself, I'd be damned if you even going to raise a voice Mm -hmm. at me. Mm. So, so you have to get to that point when you have boundaries within yourself you have respect for yourself and when you learn to love yourself because when you're able to do that you don't have to go around saying you gonna respect me or I'm gonna cut you off or you gonna get left or I'm, I'm not the one to mm-hmm. you. you don't have to say it because your presence yeah exactly you. You, you won't even yeah you'll just do what you need to do for yourself period let let your energy walk in the room mm. for you. Let your confidence walk in the room mm. for you. I don't want to hear you and you speaking and you don't even have confidence because usually you tend to be the one, the center of attention, the one speaking all the time because that's your way of matching. Jeez, that same nurturing um, demeanor that we have, 
stop giving it to other people and focus on you. Yes. Nurture yes. yourself. Yes. Yes. Well, Makita, I want to thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. Girl, you know it's nothing. Oh, Come ladies. on. I Of course, all my ladies that are listening, please know that confidence always starts from your inner little girl. If she's broken, let's fix her. You can join BGH Game Therapy on the go, which you can find that information in the link below. You can also join our Triple R Techniques, which allows you to bridge the gap of who you are and the woman you want to become by redefining, reviving, and releasing. Mm. Remember, increasing your confidence starts with healing your inner little girl, accepting responsibility, changing your environment, and a dance your start with working with your favorite life coach, being a dear and founder of Hill. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast.